0: Welcome everybody to the Wednesday edition of Status Quo News. I'm your host Kim Brown. Zeta Day in the background pushing the buttons for us today. Listen, we've got a great show in store. As you see from the headline, there is no end seemingly to the stream of police violence in the United States as 29-year-old Tyree Nichols is laid to rest today in Memphis. Police are still out here killing people. Have you guys heard about the story of the handicapped, pardon me, the disabled double amputee man named Anthony Lowe in Huntington Beach, California, who was shot and killed while trying to escape police who, I can't even say what the cops were doing because whatever the cops say they were doing they lied about about whatever it is that 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 they were doing when we get to the point where police are not only killing unarmed people but they're killing kids and killing disabled people what is actually the point of the police whom are the police protecting and serving oh i'm sorry the interests of the elites yes you have that 100% right they are not here protecting and serving the interests of the public. We're gonna get an update um about one of the latest, most egregious police murders. And here we are on February 1st of 2023. It's it's pretty much an endless stream of madness. But the one of the first places I wanted to go, first of all, what's up everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in here. Give the video a like, a thumbs up. If you're not already subscribed to Status Quo News, please take the time to do so and become a member and support the channel. Actually, do even better than that. Head on over to the Status Coup Substack and become an active subscriber there. As you all see from watching the latest mainstream coverage of Pick a Topic, international news, domestic news, labor news, news involving state violence. The mainstream channels just don't, they just They just refuse. I, I won't say they, they don't have the ability. Oh no, they have the ability. They make a willful decision to cover the news from the perspective of the ruling class, okay? And make sure that the rest of you poors and dockies <laughs> stay in line. And some of y'all might be poors and dockies like myself, but that is the whole point of the mainstream media to keep people in their place and to make sure that you don't think that there's a better way. But the first story that I want us to go to is actually something that is receiving a media blackout in the United States. Today began day one of a four-day strike amongst a coalition of trade unions happening in the United Kingdom. The pictures that are coming from the UK today are stunning as an estimated half a million people – took to the streets everywhere from London to Glasgow to Edinburgh. <laughs> they were they were up and down the United Kingdom coast in cities big and small. Taking to the streets is a coalition, again, of teachers unions, of rail and transport workers, of NHS workers, of even Border Patrol, I believe, <laughs> was in the mix there. Why is it? Why are all these Hundreds of thousands of Brits in the streets, well, they are protesting the exorbitant cost of living. They are protesting the ridiculous price of food, of housing. And for the public sector workers, they are protesting a lack of pay raises, substantial pay raises that meets or exceeds the cost of inflation. Everywhere is down bad. The whole economy, global economy is down bad. I wonder what started that. Maybe a war in Ukraine. Maybe. Oh, anyway, it could be a variety of reasons of of, of things that started. But let's take that. Let's take a picture, Zaina. Let's get that overhead of the half a million, estimated half a million people that took to the streets today in London. Again, protesting the cost of living and the lack of subsequent inadequate pay raises. And in fact, I want us to hear a little bit of a union chant from some of the teachers who were out there in the streets. By the way, when the UK goes out in the streets to protest for labor actions like France, they do not fuck around they shut down schools, they shut down the, the, the rail stations, the shit was shut down. Not like whatever the fuck we do here in America, this little, <laughs> on, on occasion, uh, things will be inconvenienced, but no, Europe, they do it a whole different way. So I want us to hear a, a, a chant of solidarity from some of the teachers that were amongst the crowds there today. All right. All right. Well, that was a nice little ditty. <laughs> Our union makes us strong. And I want you guys to understand, OK, the ways in which trade unions play a role in British society is completely different from the role that unions play in the United States. People in the in the in the UK, this is a a many generational long working class struggle that dates back 100 plus years, probably close to two, you know, 150 or so years that the unions have played a role, an active role in the life of most working class Britons. And they view it as their civic duty to participate and engage in union actions, to stand up to the bosses in order to make sure that their labor is fairly compensated. And I want us to hear from uh, the president, uh, pardon me, the general secretary of, of the the union representing the railroad workers, the mariners and the the train workers union, the, tr- the, the, the railroad workers union. This gentleman is named Mick Lynch. Um, and I want you guys to hear what Mick has to say because there was a lot of criticism coming from the conservative Tories regarding today's union action they were calling it extremist they were saying it's such an inconvenience to the what the, the other working people of the united kingdom in fact i'm going to talk to you about this anti-strike law that british prime minister rishi sunak has proposed that is outrageous uh but it doesn't sound so off brand from from what democrats and republicans here think that American working people should do. but We'll get to that in a second. But I want us to hear from uh, the the RMT Union General Secretary, Mick Lynch, when asked about the criticisms about his members and the hundreds of thousands of other working class Britons who were out in the streets leading this national strike today. Let's take a listen.
1: Yeah, I think they're calling these people extremists, uh, left wing militants and all the rest of it. These are the people that educate our children that we entrust to to nurture our, our youngsters. And it's an insult for the government to be saying that. These people are desperate for a pay rise. Many of them are, are young people that have studied hard to get where they are, and they need a reward. They can't get decent housing. They're suffering from the cost of living crisis, as are millions of other people in our country. And from a, a government minister and a set of Tories that are just indulged in corruption and incompetence, it's an insult to work, work in people and the, the best thing that the Tories could do at this time for this country is to get out of the way and call a general election so we can get some competent people in to try and help us solve some of our problems.
0: Wise words spoken there by uh, Unionist General Secretary there Mick Lynch and you know it's amazing because you hear well the response to what Mick was was giving that answer We heard so much demonization of teachers. Don't you guys remember during the pandemic, during the half-assed lockdowns that we did here in the U.S. when teachers were saying, hey, we need better ventilation in the schools. We need better testing in the schools. We need better mitigation tools to help stem the spread of this deadly airborne virus. Teachers were vilified in this country told that they were greedy, told that they wanted to stifle the the growth and development and the learning of American youth when the teachers were actually just in there trying to preserve their own lives and their own health as well that they should. Nobody should go to work and be willing to lay down their life because we live in an idiotic place. Absolutely no. So to hear that Mick Lynch's response to the criticism that his members and others That are out there striking or receiving it just is it's just a pleasant reminder unpleasant reminder rather (laughs) that there's there's always going to be class attacks on the working poor and working class people and sometimes those class attacks will come from from within other members of that class but it's usually coming from the elites coming from the upper class folks using the media as a mouthpiece to criticize the actions of working people who are simply trying to survive under capitalism, right? There's no reason why the UK cannot pay the NHS workers, their teachers, their railroad workers, their transport workers, everything that they are asking for and more. You know why? Because I know the metropolitan police in the United Kingdom are funded to the fucking hilt. So there's no reason why you can't fund the nurses and the teachers and the railroad workers, et cetera. But that's exactly uh, what Rishi Sunak, the unelected prime minister, conservative prime minister of the UK wants. Uh, Zaina, let's pop up that piece, that guardian piece, because another reason why the working class folks are so pissed off, by the way, today was day one of a four-day action. So please be monitoring via social media these strikes, these protests, and these marches happening in the UK. Because guess where you won't see them? <laughs> You're not going to see them covered on your local network news. I'm wondering if CNN and MSNBC have they bothered? I know they have bureaus over there and reporters and anchors. Have they bothered to give an update? But I, I'm truly, I'm asking honestly because I would not know because I don't watch them shits. <laughs> I don't do not watch that shit. Um, but I want us to look at this Guardian piece because. Rishi Sunak, again, the ways in which fascism is continuing to creep into the West, and many would argue that it's been here for quite some time. I am one of those many that would argue that fascism is not new here, but we are seeing it raise its head and become increasingly obvious. So what the Rishi Sunak administration, what the Rishi Sunak government has proposed is what many are calling an anti-strike bill, okay? where strikers, especially workers in public sectors like NHS, like teachers, would be precluded from withdrawing their labor. They would be precluded in doing actions exactly like the ones that we're seeing happening across the pond today and would be forced into something called minimum service levels, Basically kneecapping the ability for workers, public sector workers and others, to withdraw their labor as a response to the harsh working conditions that they are subjected to. Now, Britons are extremely pissed off about this, as well they should be, because the right to strike is is pretty much the biggest piece of leverage that working Britons have in their arsenal. yes and striking is something that this country, not not this one that <laughs> that I'm in, but the one we're talking about, uh, that has always been, uh, a, a, a tool of the proletariat to be able to go out and say that no, actually, we're going to withhold our labor. But Rishi Sunak, again, who nobody voted for, <laughs> who, who, who got no popular election votes, none, wants to take away the rights for people to strike. And not only that, in this proposed government bill, not only would people be forced to comply to a minimum level of service, ergo not be able to strike at all, government workers, or pardon me, um, these trade unions could be sued by the government, by the bosses. People who are engaging in strike actions could be fired. And the Britons think that this is an attack on their democracy. Isn't that cute? They think they have democracy like us. <laughs> we, we think we have democracy too. No, we do not. We do not have democracy because anytime you have people who have not won elections, when they get into power, try to strip and deny power to average citizens and, and people, the basic human rights to people, a democracy is something you do not have. I I, I wouldn't call it a democracy. I'd call it creeping fascism. What's that you say? Oh, it's sort of like when the Supreme Court voted to overturn women's bodily autonomy rights and to deny people access to abortion care. Somebody completely unelected to office all of a sudden has withdrawn rights from people. Yes, yes. You can see how the UK and the United States are very closely related and aligned. The democracy is a farce. We don't have it here. They don't have it there. And I think slowly but surely, each of us, the working class folks, on either side of the pond are starting to eventually come to that very sad reality. Uh, Be watching this anti-strike law because I think it's gonna be what what helps to catapult most people, not only against the Tories, which I don't think is a very hard sell, but, but you're going to see it, it be laid very clear as to who supports this anti-strike bill and the kinds of pushback that it gets. But I think that this, this sort of suggestion that really strikes at the heart of most working class folks over in the UK who take the right to strike and to unionize extremely seriously, and they see these attacks on their ability to organize and to withhold their labor um, as, as as personal affronts. You know, it would be really nice if Americans, if we had that sort of collective mentality, but the problem is, is that we have been browbeaten out of unionizing and organizing uh, for, for many decades. I mean, I think the union... Movement maybe was at its height 50, 75, 100 years ago. There was a recent report that showed that American membership in unions is at one of its lowest levels ever. Despite all of the wonderful organizing and mobilization efforts that we saw come out of 2022 and 2021 with Amazon workers unionizing, Starbucks workers unionizing, Uh, and and other places getting it together, we are still very much at at record low union membership in America. And that's that's on purpose. That's intentional. That is to make sure that the workers believe that they don't have any rights, when in fact it is us workers who have all the power. Jeff Bezos may have billions at his fingertips, but I assure you if every Amazon worker, driver, warehouse person, refuse to show up to work tomorrow Jeff Bezos wouldn't have jack shit so let's keep that in mind and let's keep this energy this momentum going with people out in the streets again America I wish this could be us I wish this could be us (laughs) I wish this why, why why ain't this us let's take a look at what's happening in France Again, another huge story under media blackout in the United States. Not going to hear very much about it because they don't want y'all motherfuckers getting no ideas, okay? They do not want you getting no ideas. They do not want you, especially non black people. Okay. It's not unusual to see black people in the streets in America. It, it is a tad bit unusual. <laughs> uh, we don't really have an anti-war movement in this country anymore. And again, I'm thinking of back to the, the, the protests, the not in my name, the no answer, all them protests against the Iraq and wars in Afghanistan. I was out there at a lot of them in DC. I saw lots of white kids out there. Um, I did, we don't see the white kids taking to the streets like they used to. Oh I'm sorry the march for life. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the march for life. Uh, I was a lot of whites out there uh marching but they was on the wrong side of shit. So we need the whites on the right side of shit to get back in the fucking streets. But I want us to take a look y'all. This is how it was going down in France and to be clear, this is a BBC package. I understand what the BBC is, what the BBC represents, who's the BBC is. I get it, I get it. Um but whom was interviewed in this package to me was quite striking. As you guys know, for a number of, uh, two weeks now, how long have they been in the streets in France? Some time. They're pissed off not only about cost of living, inflation, cost of housing, etc., but they're really mad at Macron, President Emmanuel Macron, the liberal leader in France, big time pissed at him because he wants to raise the age of retirement, I believe from 62 to 65. And you know, if them French don't like to work, (laughs) the French do not like to work. And I'm with the French when it comes to that. I too do not like to work. Um, And the sooner we can get to retirement age, the better. But you better not go raising that retirement age on people when they are on the precipice (laughs) of retirement because you're going to see a bunch of middle-aged and elderly folks take to the streets. And that is exactly what is happening in France right now. So let's take a quick look at this BBC package so we can be better informed because you're not going to see this shit on CNN. Let's take a look.
1: Frustration flooded many streets across France growing opposition to the prospect of being made to work longer before retiring. Engineer Christophe and urban planner Claire say these pension plans have infuriated them.
2: I I was very moderate until today and and now this is outrageous. They are taking us for fools. I'm really angry. Uh, It's enough.
1: (laughs) Will you keep on protesting week after week if you have to?
2: Until they remove this, I will be in the the street.
1: The French government says people should work until they're 64, up from the current minimum of 62. The reason? To keep the country's pension system going when people are living longer. Pension reform was at the heart of President Macron's manifesto when he was re-elected last year. But the latest opinion polls suggest as much as two-thirds of the French people are against this plan which comes at a time of course when workers across Europe are facing rising bills rising costs and taking their own action the strikes meant only a quarter of train services operated across the country and teachers postal staff and oil refinery workers were among those who walked out the French government insists its planned rise in the minimum retirement age is non-negotiable the unions say they won't back down so we can expect more protests in the weeks to come. Okay. As the Paris March was drawing to a close, there were a few brief clashes between some militant protesters and the police. The tear gas soon cleared, but the widespread national anger against these reforms is going nowhere. Nick Beak, BBC News, Paris.
0: My guy said, I am very angry. (laughs) I am so mad. I will be out in the streets. Out in the streets? We, the streets. I said, okay, out in the streets. Let's get it. You guys, how come that can't be us? How come Americans don't get as pissed off about the, the, the denial of basic human rights? You know, like your ability to retire and not have to... Work at as a greeter at the Walmart until you're an octogenarian. Like the, our country is so very slanted, and we really have been brainwashed and mind fucked in the most amazing ways. I'll give you guys a quick example. So, you guys probably saw this story floating around local news or even on the interwebs or whatever. But there was a an elderly veteran who worked, I I believe, as a greeter at Walmart uh, in this region somewhere, maybe it was Western Maryland, I can't fucking remember, West Virginia, Ohio, somewhere, Appalachia area. And he he just happened to come across a a benevolent customer who felt bad for him that this old man had to continue to work, show up at Walmart for minimum wage. So he decided to create a GoFundMe. And the GoFundMe raised... Hundred thirty some thousand dollars, and the elderly veteran was able to retire, and they were so grateful. And the local media framed it as such a feel good story. Oh, look at what people have come together and done! It's never critiqued from the lens or from the perspective of why is it that we have eighty year old people in this country, and that there is no social safety net for our elderly, for our veterans, for our disabled. And for every quote unquote entitlement, I hate when Republicans use it and frame it as that way. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you are entitled to housing. Yeah, you are entitled to food. Yes, you should be entitled to health care. Your, your children should be entitled to a quality education. You should be entitled to live in safety. Like these aren't fucking entitlements. These are basic human rights. And it's always framed to us as something that oh that's that's a bonus oh that's an extra you don't actually deserve that you deserve that if you work hard enough if you put in enough oh it's like if that's the case <laughs> then you need to make abortions available at the goddamn gas station okay if, if if all that shit is not guaranteed to humans upon entering the planet then people need options to make alternative choices but I digress. But looking at the energy there in France, across the the socio and and economic sectors there, you have people from all – and everyone's out there for different reasons, obviously, but it's for the same collective achievement of making sure that people have what they need as they get into old age. And same with the Britons. They're trying to make sure that they can afford – uh, the 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 cost of living, by the way, the, the amount of a pay raise that has been suggested to the teachers specifically in the UK is a cost of living increase of 5%, a pay raise of 5%. Well, when fucking inflation <laughs> is, is at 15%, uh, the teachers rejected that and said, actually, that's sort of like a pay cut if you're only going to offer us 5% and inflation and the cost of living is tripled that then then what are you really doing here Rishi Sunak the prime minister unelected prime minister trying to take away people's right to strike is unbelievable but what we're seeing there is the solution the unions are organized and the unions in France are going extra hard they have even threatened specifically to cut the electricity to the to the <laughs> to uh the members of parliament and to the billionaires the 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 power workers, the oil refinery workers, they have made specific threats to cut electricity for those powerful people. I love that. I love that. And you know what would happen if workers here tried to make specific threats to elected officials and or the most powerful, they would have the police showing up swatting <laughs> swatting their homes of their union leaders and the leaders of uh, organize, or organizations. They would be targeted by the state, okay? We don't live in a democracy here. They might have a tiny bit of democracy over in Europe, but let's be clear, it does not exist here, okay? Workers have no rights. In fact, it was Joe Biden who bragged about denying our railroad workers the ability to strike when they only wanted seven days of paid time off sick leave. Joe Biden said, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 That's a bridge too far. Seven whole days, seven entire days. Oh, these railroad workers there, they're trying to crash the economy by asking for a week's worth of paid time off. Isn't that right, Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett said, don't do that shit, Joe. Joe said, okay. <laughs> okay, not enough said. Say less, Warren. Um, strike averted. There will be no strike. Pay attention, everybody. I would love to see us finally get to the point of organization and fed-upness where Americans are are understanding that all the talks of cuts to Social Security and the denial now of covid uh, access to treatments for COVID for the uninsured, which the Biden administration just cut. So if you don't have insurance and, for example, say you want to get vaccinated or if you want to get tested, these are now going to be out-of-pocket costs. Um, that's what it is. They they ceased uh, the public health emergency portion of, of the COVID stuff from the federal perspective. So we don't have access to health care here. We actually do not have any workers protections here. Uh, we don't have safe schools. We live in a place where our public school system, the history of the country is being attacked. Specific people in our society are being targeted by legislation, anti-trans laws, anti-LGBTQ laws that are going forward in a lot of these conservative-led legislatures. Guys, the fascism is here. Now, what are we going to do about it? Okay. Um, and it, we have to do more than just wring our hands and when people are victims of police violence, say, "Wow, that's too bad. <sighs> I don't know. We guess we got guess we need reforms. No fuck reforms. We need a whole new system. The system is only serving and working for. The very privileged few at the top—they are not even working. They're not even working for regular whites, <laughs> okay? The regular regular whites are even out here struggling, okay? We already know that that black and brown people have been out here struggling mightily for a long time. And that is a condition that needs to change, but we're kind of accustomed to it. So there's that. But when you see the regular whites struggling, showing up at the food banks, nigga, <laughs> you've got, you've got, you've got some troubles. You've got some troubles. And it's time for the regular whites to get activated, the moderate whites to get activated, because that's the majority truly in this country, right? I know, I know, is more Hispanics and more blacks and, you know, non-whites put together. But um, when it comes to the working class, I, I think that if you... Awake the sleeping giant that is most white moderates, shit would change in this country. But the thing is, those folks, I believe, are afraid of, of losing whatever power and status that they think that they might have, which, by the way, their bosses should remind them that they have very little, but they do have more than, than working class non-whites, which is something. So I guess something is better than nothing. So you might as well keep quiet and hope that they don't notice you. But that's not how this works at all, right? Okay. Um, before we move on to the next thing, uh-oh, there's people sending money. Thank you. Hold on. Let me, let me let me get my scroll on. Thank you guys so much for checking out Status Quo here on Status Quo News. Big up to the Status Quo community. I love to see it. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you, baby girl. Christina said that the French and the Brits professing already. Oh 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 oh! Protesting, already uh, already have the free health care and eight weeks off, right? Hello, Christina, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That's an excellent point. But they know enough uh, not to give in. That is correct. And not and not to give into the government. That is absolutely correct. And that's that's another thing. Oh my gosh! If Americans actually had eight weeks of paid time off, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. If we had free health care, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. I, I saw a piece in recent weeks that indicated that a, a, a not insignificant percentage of Americans. I apologize. I'm kind of blanking on the exact number. Maybe it's forty percent somewhere in there in that neighborhood. But about forty percent of Americans won't go to the doctor because they fear a high medical bill. And I have to say, even though I wasn't included in that survey, <laughs> I I do, I fall into that category. I don't want to go to the fucking doctor. What if they find something that costs me $100,000 to get treated, right? And then I have to spend the my, my remaining years <laughs> trying to, accumulate a hundred thousand dollars just to repay a bill They kept me alive long enough so I could repay this bill that I owe. I hate it here so bad. If somebody could please I haven't made a a plea for a foreign husband in quite some time. I'm not going to do it here because Jordan's channel is too large and and somebody actually might take me up on it. So I'm going to do those pleas on my channel where it's small and nobody watches. But thank you all so much for your super chat support. Thank you, Christina. We appreciate that. Please hit like on the video, subscribe, become a member. To Status Quo here on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe to the Status Quo Substack, where you can get access to some exclusive content and and all of those great things. So as we talk about creeping fascism uh, uh, over in Europe, oh, they're used to that, but we're used to it here too. We've had fascism for quite a while. Uh, we just like to call it democracy. Hmm, there's that, but make no mistake, here in the United States, state violence continues to go onward unabated. As people gathered today, Wednesday in Memphis, to lay Tyree Nichols to rest, um, the conversations surrounding what to do about police continue to percolate, but sometimes they don't exactly percolate in the right direction. Um, Eulogizing Tyree today was Reverend Al Sharpton. I actually wanted to see what uh, Al Sharpton had to say. I generally don't agree with a lot of things that Al Sharpton says or does because he, you know, to me is a reliable liberal <laughs> uh, who, who has some some radical roots in his past. But I think, you know, he has been placated enough by corporate interests and corporate media Um, that he is still going to be very much in the camp of we need to work with the police in our community. We need reforms. What can we do about reforms? Reforms. Fuck your reforms. You cannot reform a system this entrenched and this committed to white supremacy and to violence by any means necessary. There's no reforming it. It's a wrap. Um, But I do want us to hear before we get into some of the stories surrounding recent news about police violence. And again, the story coming out of California is especially disturbing. All of them are disturbing, but each one more depraved than the last. Let's hear for a moment from people directly on the ground from Memphis. John from Status Quo was down in Memphis covering the protests um, surrounding Tyree Nichols' death, which came at the hands of Memphis police officers, five of whom have already been fired and charged. A couple of more have been fired. The white ones, we, we found out about them later. <laughs> we, found, we found out about the white cops a little later than we did the black cops. It's funny, funny how that works. Even though this was an incident in which a victim, a black victim, was beaten by black police, but majority. majority but there was white cop involved and they decided to keep the white cop out of it for a couple of weeks. They said, let's let Tommy chill out. Let's let Tommy get his shit together. I don't know if his name is Tommy or not, but regardless, they said, let, let's let him get his shit together before we put his name and picture out there. But the rest of these black officers were gonna plaster their names and faces uh, across national news for a number of days. But anyway, I want us to hear from some of the voices on the ground there in Memphis. This is some exclusive content Gathered by Status Quo News. Let's take a look.
2: I think at this point that we need reforms. We do need reforms now, but but this whole the whole system of policing came from slave catchers. The whole system of policing came from strike breakers. And what we need now is control of our own communities, our own working class communities, and what we need. Now is a whole overhaul of the policing system. That's what we need in this country is an overhaul of the policing system, a radical redistribution of wealth that Dr. King was talking about. We had, um, we had already been in city council talking about the uh, dangers of racism, the dangers of pretext, and the dangers of violence um, in police traffic stops. Um, a month later, Uh, Tyree Nichols life was taken, but we know that other people's lives have been taken um, due to police traffic stops. We know that Martavius, um, I'm sorry, um, Martavius Banks was almost killed during a police traffic stop. We know that uh, Darius Stewart was killed during a police traffic stop. Nationally, we know that Philando Castile was killed during a police traffic stop. Um, And so what we want people to understand is that these stops are extremely dangerous. The data that we presented showed that there is a uh, disparity um, in how police uh, conduct traffic stops. So the number of traffic stops um, already there, we show that people of color pulled over more. Um, The disparity grows when we talk about which stops make it to um, court. And the disparity grows again um, when we realize how many stops get convicted. Um, One thing that's interesting is that officer dismissal requests are completely are only white women. Um, so that's, that's very interesting in a city that is nearly 70% black. Um, and so one thing that we want to talk about is the fact that we do not need police to, um, to be helping us keep our traffic safe. That is not necessary. Um, police are not keep making traffic, the traffic situation safer. They're putting us in danger. They are killing us. They are beating us. Many of these beatings are not tracked uh, because the officers don't, um, they'll pull over a person, beat them and not issue a citation. And when a person goes to try to make a report, it's almost as if that event never happened. Mm -hmm. Right. right? And they cover these things up. And so this extreme lack of transparency that happens uh, during police traffic stops, the not publishing of data, the not tracking of data that needs to end now.
0: I agree with with all of that. I mean, that should give you an indication. And I say this, I said this on my show lots of times, Burn It Down with Kim Brown. Just look at the amount of data that continues to go intentionally ungathered when it comes to police stops, police murders, people that die within police custody, and people that die while incarcerated, either at the local county jail or at the penitentiary. America intentionally does not want this numbers known or published or circulated because I'm certain the numbers when if if we knew the true numbers it would be horrifying to know that in 2022 police murdered over 1,000 people okay and <laughs> I mean what does that break down to like three people a day and some would argue hey well in a country this big in a country this violent where you have this many guns maybe that's not so unusual that the police murder three people a day well it's far exceeds it far exceeds any other country in the world okay no other state apparatus murders as many people as the United States police apparatus that's not even getting to how many people the United States military murders annually those numbers would well i don't know if they would sh- shock and horrify americans americans you know we 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 can take mass death probably better than most but Getting back to what some of the uh, protesters there when it comes to um, the, this recent death of Tyree Nichols, and you heard the list of names, names that you've probably never heard, names that I've never heard, guys. That This is how frequent of, a, of an occurrence this is, that so many people get killed by the police every single year. We know very little about how these deaths occurred, what the true nature and the true uh, conditions surrounding when people are killed by the police, because the police are not forthcoming with this information, and that is intentional. Um, so, when I'm listening to some of the rhetoric coming, and even from one of the protesters there saying we need reforms, and but but you heard him also say we need community control. Well, th- that to me is a complete reimagining. Of police, we currently do not have community control of the police now. And if we did truly have community control, then that would be a con- a completely different entity than that the one that we see now, that is based on slave patrols and the militias that were born out of legislation passed by this government, like the Fugitive Slave Act. Right? It was legal for whites to ante up and and become a posse and go and go hunt Negroes. Okay. The pretextual traffic stops that the protesters spoke about to me, that is huge fugitive slave act vibrations, papers, please. You know what I'm saying? In America, black folks, especially you have to, and Brown folks, (laughs) you have to show your papers, please, uh, to give your sense of personhood, some sort of validity uh, to, to justify you being a human, if you don't have your identity, then I guess they can do whatever they want to you, which is a terrifying, horrifying thought to think about. There, um, but we do want to send our ongoing condolences and and heartfelt sympathies to, to not only the family of Tyree Nichols, but to the families of all that have been stolen by the state, names that we know, names that we don't know, people that were not only murdered by the state, but those who survived um, and still live with those traumas in the form of physical disabilities and uh, in, in in the form of psychological trauma, emotional tra- terror that they've had to endure. It's It goes beyond when police simply kill somebody because they are in fact terrorizing entire communities. And one of those stories that we have been covering here on status Quo, that I did want to give you an update about say, let's get that CBS news piece uh, up at your convenience, my dear, because we've been covering the cop city actions, the stop cop city protests in Atlanta that have been going on for well over a year. But recently received national attention after Georgia police entered the forest and assassinated one of the forest defenders, uh, Manuel Tehran, also known as Torteguita. Shot and killed um, over two weeks now. And this is how you know they assassinated Torteguita and how you know it was some bullshit because have you heard anything else coming from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the Georgia State Police Department. Has anybody said any fucking thing? Has any autopsy reports been released? Do we know how many times this young person was shot? Uh, do we know? Because uh, uh, I am inclined to disbelieve every account put forth by the police. But if Tortuguita allegedly had a gun and fired a shot at police, as police allege, what? where's the gun? What kind of gun was it? What did they find? Hmm? Um. A, a police officer, as part of that raid, was allegedly shot. I am inclined to believe, in my opinion, that the dumbass police probably shot they fucking selves, because that's just what the police do. You think you got a, 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 a an elite squad of highly trained marks people, marks men and women? Mm-mm, these dumb motherfuckers shoot themselves all the goddamn time, and it would not shock me if the cop that was shot on the forest defenders raid when they raided the forest defenders encampment, it wouldn't shock me if the police shot themselves. Uh, but I digress, so here we go. So this came out, this is actually today's news, February 1st, Lord have mercy. Despite cop city protests, Atlanta moves forward with the cop city plan. Yep. So the mayor, the black mayor, Andre Dickens made the announcement today Um, that the Cop City project is going to move forward. He submitted a memorandum of understanding with the DeKalb County CEO and pledged that the $90 million Atlanta Public Safety Training Center, better known as Cop City, is going to move forward. Um, This should give you guys a perfect example of what the state's intentions are. And again, how, if you thought you lived in a democracy, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's how you know you don't live in a democracy. First of all, Cop City was not um a, 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 an initiative that any politician ran on. Like, oh, I'm going to build Cop City, vote for me. Nope. Nobody ran on that shit. Nobody on the city council, even the current mayor. Uh, it was not an issue that they ran on. People did not vote for Andre Dickens to become mayor because he was such a staunch supporter of Cop City. In fact, organizers and organizations worked very hard for several sustained months, showing up at city council meetings, giving public commentary, um, letting it be known in the community, making the community members and residents aware about what cop city was and the more information that got out there the more people in atlanta decided that this was not something that they wanted but it does not matter because the forces at play here including corporate forces i believe coca-cola cox enterprises there's a number of corporate sponsors behind this Atlanta Police Foundation, which is the driving force behind getting Cop City built. And let's be clear here, as echoed by my Black Power Media comrade and founder of uh, the Community Movement Builders in Atlanta, Kamau Franklin, um, they, the people that is, made it clear that this was not something that they want. Cop City was not something that they wanted. In fact, Cop City was a gift in response to the uprisings and the protests of 2020 in the aftermath of the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. This was a gift from the Atlanta Police Foundation, rubber-stamped by the elected Black-led Democratic leadership. The mayor and the city council all rubber-stamped this to make the police feel better because the morale was so low. Everybody was shitting on the cops so bad in public They said, "Don't worry, cops. We're going to destroy 350 acres worth of forest and spend almost 100 million dollars on this training facility, so you guys will feel better. (laughs) So you'll have state-of-the-art facilities that you can train how how to shoot and gas these black folks and these non-whites and these poor's. So when they get upset about the living conditions and why their neighborhood is now." Flooded it underwater because you know we got rid of the forest. Um, you guys will have a nice new shiny place that you can practice shooting these people down. And that's all cop City is. And let's be clear, this is not a Democrat or Republican kind of issue because after Torta Gita was assassinated and people took to the streets, uh, Tina was in the streets covering that in th- those protests down in Atlanta for status coup. You saw the Republican governor, Brian Kemp, stand shoulder to shoulder with Andre Dickens fucking goofy ass and the rest and the rest of them, the rest of them Negroes on the Atlanta City Council. That's why I know we don't have no political friends on the left, none that are in elected spaces, because they will squad up in a minute with the conservative fascists against us and against our interests. And Andre Dickens has said that this project is moving forward. So um, I certainly expect that this announcement, number one, was not a coincidence in the wake of the assassination of Tortuguita and the charging and arresting of roughly close to a dozen or so activists, forest defenders who were charged with domestic terrorism. Those charges were intentional. That was meant to have a chilling effect on this movement, okay? When they hit people with domestic terrorism charges, the same shit they was trying to, you know, charge motherfuckers, was it Al-Qaeda and shit? I'm sorry, you think the forest offenders are (laughs) Al-Qaeda? Is is, is that what you think? You think people sitting in trees are the same as those planning the 9-11 attacks? I'm telling you, this American injustice system, criminal injustice system is a fucking joke. It is a joke, an entire joke. And the reason why those people were treated so harshly was to send a message to everybody else. You better stand down and let these cop projects move forward because the state is aware, the empire is aware that it is crumbling and it knows that it's going to need a very militarized and heavy handed response when the people take to the streets in earnest. Okay, when they take to the streets. Seriously, like they do it in the UK and in France. But you don't see the police clapping at the Britons and the French in the streets like that because there it's a little different. The police state is a slightly more afraid of the people here in America. The people are afraid of the police and the police know it. They know it. But the difference is what Americans, what we don't know is that we actually hold all the power. But there's too many of us <laughs> that are boot licking as want to be rubbing shoulders with the powerful and pledging their allegiance to the empire and to the state. Uh, you know, I think police do a great job. It's just a few bad apples. Shut the fuck up, man. The entire phrase is a few bad apples ruin the bunch. There's no reforming the system of police, which leads me to my last and final story, probably the worst of the three. As bad as Tyree Nichols' beating death was, as bad as the assassination of unarmed protester Tortuguita in the Atlanta forest, what happened to 36-year-old Anthony Lowe in Huntington Beach, California, is outright horrific. Saina, let's pop up. Uh, the piece there, because on Monday, I believe Anthony's family held a press conference. And let me give you guys the backstory story um, about this. So in Southern California, uh, I believe this did happen in Los Angeles County. And I think this is Huntington Beach because I think the Los Angeles sheriff's deputies, uh, the sheriff's department is actually tasked with this investigation of which people in the community are very troubled by that because the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department also ain't shit when it comes to uh, a policing agency, but the family of a double amputee um, who was fatally shot by Huntington Park. I'm sorry. I said Huntington beach, Huntington Park police uh, says that officers murdered her son. 36 year old Anthony Lowe was seated in his wheelchair He was approached by police and police claim initially, the initial claim, again, we have to be very discerning and critical as media consumers and we have to be fully open minded and and not naive enough to accept the first, or actually second, third, fourth, and fifth (laughs) words of the police as fact. Because when it comes to police misconduct, police brutality, police violence, and police murder, these police will lie. They will lie often. They will lie early. They will lie their asses off until it is proven otherwise that they are a bunch of lying liars. Okay. So what the Huntington Park Police initially said is that Anthony brandished a long knife, like a 12-inch long knife. He's a double amputee. They said initially that he tried to throw the knife at, at officers. And that's when they opened fire. The story has subsequently changed. Now... The Huntington Park police chief says uh, Anthony Lowe did not try to throw a knife at officers. Oh, and, and why did they change that story? Because a bystander's video began circulating where it showed Anthony Lowe, again, a double amputee, trying to crawl away. He was out of his chair. He was trying to flee from these Huntington Park officers, and they shot and killed him. He was a double amputee. Let's assume for a second that he even did have a knife, which I think video has pretty much disproven that. And I'm not going to show the video here, guys, because no, uh, no, <laughs> um, the video is available if you guys want to find it. It's circulating around social media. I ask that you don't share it because we don't need constant reminders of Black trauma, Black death, and Black people being murdered. Uh, this country has a long history of, of documenting exactly that. Um, if you tell me that a person, Black or otherwise, was shot and killed by the police, I will believe you. I, I don't need to see the video um, and have that replaying in my mind's eye. That's that's not the kind of reinforcement that I need for that. But anywho, so since there is video evidence to the contrary, showing Anthony Lowe out of his wheelchair on all fours essentially trying to escape the police. Many questions are now asked, why did the police open fire on him? And there is no body cam video because Huntington Park police do not use body cam. So, oh man, well, you know, people who advocate for police reform, maybe they just got to get the body cameras on those Huntington Park police officers. Maybe that will be the silver bullet to make sure that no more police violence happens because you know if the cameras are there then the police can't lie about what they did well they'll lie any fucking way or they'll lose the video or they will allow the video to be presented unedited unencumbered and still shrug their shoulders and say now what what you gonna do fire us huh you can fire us we may not be prosecuted and if we are prosecuted chances are we won't be convicted uh, because that that's just how it goes for most police in America, and I think a lot of us got truly lulled to sleep in the aftermath of Derek Chauvin being convicted. Right? People saw Chauvin go down and thought, "Oh, well, here we go. This is the accountability that many have been screaming for. That we need some police accountability." No, because Chauvin was the anomaly. Chauvin was the exception. The majority of police officers who murder. In this country are never charged. If they are fired, there are no national rules or apparatuses in place so that a murderous cop can't get another job engaging in public safety in another location. The police officer, what was his name? The guy who killed Tamir Rice in Ohio. I think his name was Timothy Lohman. I don't even think he properly got fired from that job. He he left that job by another route. I don't even think he got fired from murdering 12-year-old Tamir Rice. But he was up for another policing job in a small Pennsylvania town. And shout out to the whites. The whites, <laughs> I will shout out the whites when the whites do cool shit. Shout out to the whites in that small Pennsylvania town because they came out and they said, no, the fuck you won't. We know who that is. We know what he did. Nope. He makes our community feel not safe because he gunned down a a, a black teen, a black child for no good reason. And we don't want him here. And they actually stopped his employment. I wish I could remember the name of the town. You guys are smart status quo, as you guys probably know it. Uh, But that, that wasn't black folks that came out and did that. That was white folks. I said, go ahead, white folks. Come on. And that's what I love. Listen, I, I I love my people first and foremost. Make no mistake about that. My channel is a Black woman-centered channel. But listen, I'm here for the radical whites because at the end of the day, if if we're going to be a coalition, if we're going to be an alliance, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, white folks in this country, they don't have all of the power, but they got a nice chunk of it. <laughs> they, got, they got a good chunk. And I, I just want to see... The radical whites, especially, and white folks as a as a whole, use your powers for good. If it's equality that you really want, um, if it's truly a free society for all, then you got to do it even when it's not popular. You got to do it even when your racist family... And even maybe your racist peer group is giving you the stink eye. But like, why are you so concerned about, you know, these people and what these people are doing and what's happening to these people? You got it good. Why don't you just live your nice, white, comfortable life, which a lot of people do. But at the end, you're, you you can't live that way because it, it's hypocritical. You're living a lifestyle that is not available to all right? And it's not because of lack of working hard and none of that bullshit. We all know America is not a meritocracy, guys. It's very much the luck of the birth order. It's very much the luck of the draw as to what zip code you were born in. It's very much the luck of what the educational and income status of your parents are when you arrive on this planet, okay? And if them zip codes are not the nice zip codes, (laughs) and, and, and if mom and dad if it's not even a mom and dad, but even but let's say it is mom and dad. Mom and dad maybe didn't do so great in school or for whatever fucking reason. I, the, the reasons could be so plentiful. Your outcome as a person is largely determined for you before you even take your first breath. And if, if if that is what this country is about, then let's be honest about that. Let's not sit here and act as though there is equal opportunity for all there isn't. The police do not equally kill Black and white and Hispanic at the same rates. And let me point this out real quick, and I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, One of the right-wing talking points I've seen recently in the wake of uh, Tyree Nichols' uh, police murder has been these statistics that show that, overall, more white people are killed by the cops. Now, sometimes these statistics can come from varying sources. So I need to double check or whatever, check the FBI, even though they're not reliable either. But I will say this, if you see conservatives or right-wing people making that argument to you, Let them know it's not the flex that they fucking think it is. If they're like, oh, no, see, actually, white people get killed more than black people, so we don't know why the black people are so pissed off. No, the question is, why aren't the white people more pissed off? Why is it so much of white America completely content, (laughs) completely content with cops killing the shit out of people. Even if it's mostly white people, let's even have that argument and say that it is mostly white people. Why are white people okay with that? Why are you not y'all, not (laughs) y'all, but the other whites, why are the other whites just, accepting that as a very standard basic fact why is it that the police have the authority to kill and to murder and it it can't be because of the mythology that they have a harder more dangerous job than anybody bullshit the person that's out here picking up your trash your sanitation workers probably have a more dangerous job than police who sit around in their cars for the majority of their shift and you fuck all uh, but but soak up overtime in taxpayers money and the training that they're not applying while they're engaging with the public on the street. No, we should not live in the kind of police state in that way. Other countries comparable to our economy and our lifestyle do not live that way. Their police do not murder their citizens at the same rates in which the United States police apparatus murders its citizens. That should not be acceptable regardless of who's being killed. So ask the conservatives, why aren't they infuriated that the police are killing white people at all? You know what I'm saying? well killing people yes <laughs> but in addition to killing black folks and brown folks but yes killing white folks as well how come the white people aren't in the streets when somebody white gets murdered by the police and it's not justifiable anyway let me calm down anyway if you guys want to come if if you like what you heard here <laughs> and, and, and if you didn't i don't matter but come on over to burn it down with kim brown that's my channel I host my show every Tuesday and Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, I usually talk about a, a lot of policing. I have a playlist on my channel called Cops Ate Shit. And I, I will take the time to highlight a particular police department in a given area and and give lots of stories about how that particular police department ate shit. I talk about the environment. Um I, I do not like Democrats. I do not like Joe Biden. I obviously do not like Republicans and conservatives, but I'm just I'm generally fed up with, with America. So if you like if you if you like some more of that, come on over. We got a little something for you.